You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are the Joes, Will Greenwood, Ryan Livergood, and Jake Patterson. Hey, we are mere hours away by the time this podcast drops for the 2021 season football kickoff is here jake patterson how are you this evening are you ready for some football my friend man less than 24 hours as soon as you said hours i was like holy jeez he's right it's like we're less than a day let's let's go yeah we are excited it should be a fun game it's going to be interesting i i you know, I, it might be a blowout. Will, will Tampa Bay just destroy Dallas? You know, will their defense overpower Dallas's offense without Zach Martin? Will, um, yeah, and all those things. But we're not really going to preview that game. We're, but we, what we're going to do, Jake, is we're going to kind of preview the 2021 season and make some predictions. And we're going to do it from a di- couple different lenses. We're going to do it from like the NFL lens, big picture overview. We're going to look at it from fantasy. We're going to throw in some fun things. So it's going to be fun. So um, we don't have Will tonight, but Will did give us some some of his predictions for this year. So Jake, I think we should just jump right into it, right? Because we got a lot to cover. Let's go. It's going to be a it's going to be a fun episode. Let's let's go right away. Let's take it. Let's do it. Yeah. So uh, so 2021. Looking into some of our predictions for the season. So uh, we're going to start with the NFL category, right? So this isn't so much fantasy focused as it is NFL focused. And the, the first category, of course, is the comeback player of the year. Jake, who you got for your comeback player of the year? So my guy's a bit off the board, I feel. He's probably not one of the top choices from Vegas. But I'm going with a defensive choice. So, again, we're typically a fantasy football podcast. We don't delve too much into IDP. So IDP! A bit off the wall. But my comeback player of the year is going to be Derwin James. Safety from the LA Chargers. I legitimately think he's just one of the best charger, uh, chargers. Well, he is, but he's one of the best safeties in the league, if not the best. Um, we've barely been able to see him play. And I just think that he he's, could come come out right away and play at an all-pro level. Um, you'll probably notice with a lot of my predictions that I'm predicting a bit of a bounce back from the Chargers. They've had a lot of bad luck throughout the years. And I think I think I expect a healthy season from Derwin James. And it's going to be really exciting to see like how good he can be. I love this call, Jake, and and I almost wanted to copy it, but I, I thought I'd be, try to be a little original from what you and Will put down, and, and you guys beat me to the show sheet. So, um, but Derwin James is a, a great, great name, um, and just a guy that's had a couple setbacks, but w- when he is healthy and he's on, he's 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 great, and I, I hope that he has a healthy year for his sake. Um, Will put um, put Dak, who is you know he, he said boring, but it's got to be the right choice, right? And I would tend to agree with that. I mean, in, in terms of the actual. Uh, you know, award, um, you know, Dak comes back as a big season coming back from the injury. He's probably in line. I put Saquon Barkley, which probably is a low probability play here. Um, and maybe that's his wishful thinking, but I, I really want to see um, who I refer, heard him referred to in redraft podcast as second round Saquon because he slipped some in some uh, redraft leagues, Jake, but what a steal. Yeah. I really want Saquon Barkley to, have a, a monster season. I know there's there. We'll see what the giants are like with what their offensive line is like, but I'll, I'll go with Saquon because he's talented enough. Even if his situation is bad, because it's pretty much been bad his whole career. Right. I think he could still have a monster year. We, we've seen it before. So. Yeah. So to go off what Will said with Dak being an easy choice, he is the favorite from Vegas, a pretty convincing favorite. And 
I completely agree with Will. You understand why with just how good that he looked last year and how good that offense is expecting to be this year. Um, you mentioned Saquon Barkley. He, I think he's going to be a tougher call just because he has to compete with Christian Caffrey at the same position. And I think it's going to be a really tough bet for him to just beat out Christian McCaffrey, um, given just how good the offenses are. And yeah, how I good agree with that. Christian McCaffrey is like, I, don't get me wrong, they're they, they can be pretty much a coin flip, but uh, and you're just going, you're taking the better odds. So if you're a gambling man, you win a little extra money there. So I don't hate that at all. Um, another some honorable mentions that I have are. Nick Bosa, very similar to Derwin James, is just like an all-pro type talent who like missed last year's last season, and I fully expect a bounce back, not just from him, but from the 49ers in general. And an honorable mention that Will mentioned was his boy George Kittle, but I thought I'd throw that in there as well. Who also missed the season? Just so many injuries last year, and we're getting hit with it again already. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm afraid so. Um, we should predict and- 2022. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we could we could certainly do that. Okay, so let's get into offensive rookie of the year. I'm really excited about this one, Jake, and and I'm gonna go with uh, the homer pick. Um, I'm gonna go with Justin Fields because I, I I think it's only a matter of time, maybe even halftime of week one, because <laughs> I, I think the the my Bears are are gonna really struggle against the Rams. I think the Rams are gonna have one of the elite defenses in the NFL this year. And uh, they may have to call on Justin Fields, or, or maybe they wait. Maybe it's week two, maybe it's week three, but we're going to see him. Um, you, you, you're not going to be able to keep him off the field. Um, I, I just don't think we're, there's a world where Andy Dalton's going to lead the Bears to a hot start and he's going to keep the job. I just, there's just no way. I, and Andy Dalton's a good guy and everything, but you know he's a very mediocre quarterback. So, and I, I think we kind of saw in the the uh, preseason, um, he's he's a dynamic playmaker. And he's going to be able to elevate that the the Bears team. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they will, but I think he gives the Bears set for the future. And I, I think he has enough in him to secure the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah, I love the pick. I couldn't agree more with what you said in regards to he's going to be playing sooner than later. I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Fields is playing like it's coming out for the second half of the first week. Um, I hope so. Anyways, um, the Chicago would be better for it. Um, I like, I love the pick. Typically this award is going to running backs or quarterbacks. It's doesn't really, it doesn't really sway from there. Um, last year you had Justin Herbert year before Kyler Murray. I'm just going to go down from years previous Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Dak Prescott, uh, Todd Gurley, OBJ, Eddie Lacy, RG three, Cam Newton. That's just the last 10 years. So it's uh, funny how quick some of these guys fade. Um, yeah, it is. Wow. So I believe the only wide receiver I had on that list was OBJ. Um, I'm picking Elijah Moore, uh, the, the next LSU wide receiver who's going to win the award. You can get some good, not, good odds in Vegas for that one, I bet. Ole Miss wide receiver. Why did I say LSU? But I know it is LSU, right? What am I doing? Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Okay. Ole Miss. Elijah Moore. But OBJ played for LSU, so that's why yes, correct. Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why I thought they played for the same team, but um, it's SEC. You know, one of my reasons for going to Elijah Moore is I don't know if there was if you saw, it, but there was a quote recently where AJ Brown pretty much said that he would put all of his game checks on Elijah Moore winning this award, and I pretty much have to hear no more than than that. I don't have that kind of money to put on that, so um, 
I'll I'll put his money on that bet. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I I can't wait. And I I know we talk about I don't know maybe some of the conventional wisdom about you know training camp reports and what we see in the preseason is you want to pay attention to the negative news, but maybe some of the positive stuff. Everyone's saying positive things, but I think sometimes there's smoke, there's fire. Um, and if you look at Elijah Moore, really the one knock on him that anyone would have is maybe his size. He's not he's not the the biggest guy in the world. But I think Jake, we're seeing that the NFL is changing, and you don't necessarily have to be you know, six to 210 pounds at wide receiver to, to be a difference maker. And, and I think Elijah Moore is, it seems like he's going to be a special player. Um, I, I think Zach Wilson has a chance to be a, you know, a interesting quarterback in the NFL. So I, I, I think this is a bold call, but I, I like it. And I, I, I love Elijah Moore. So let, let's hope it'll be interesting to see what he can do as his rookie year in that situation. Yeah. Um, and then uh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. just especially with this class, with the five elite quarterbacks, um, even a deep wide receiver class. And then Najee Harris is just going to be super tough to beat out with just his kind of workload. He's going to get right off the bat. So um, I'll continue it. Will, he picked the 101 in the draft, kind of the, the obvious choice again by Will, Trevor Lawrence. Like, I'm not even sure. I had to do some research on the guy. Um, I guess he's got long hair. He's playing for Jacksonville this year. So he's good enough to get Minshew out of there. So he must be pretty good. Yeah, it'll be fun to see Trevor Lawrence in, in week one. He's got a great matchup, right? So, um, you know, you know what I think it was, I think I read it. Was it, was it not Derek Carr, but I think it was David Carr was like the first uh, rookie quarterback to win his first start or something. Maybe it was Derek. I don't remember. I don't remember, but, um, but anyway, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, we forget what a, um, uh, a talented prospect he was, how excited we were about him. I feel like he's kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit. And yeah, it's a good, I think it's a good bet by Will to, that Lawrence could be offensive rookie of the year. So also, we can't forget to mention Kyle Pitts. Wouldn't be a fantasy joke podcast if we didn't, uh, especially for an offensive rookie of the year award. He's got to be mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Pitts. And we'll talk more about Kyle Pitts later. So don't, don't, don't worry. I think yeah, you and I both are worry. Worry. We we we're good. We're good. <laughs> Um, defensive rookie of the year. We can kind of quickly go through this because we're, we're not an IDP podcast, but, um, I, I went with, um, uh, the uh, inside linebacker that the Washington football team drafted, uh, Jumman Davis, because I just think that at that position, um, you know, I think, I think he could be, be pretty talented and, and put up some big numbers. Um, but you know, when I, I have to admit when I first went to the show sheet, Jake, and I, I put that in, I didn't go back. I was looking at this through the um, kind of the fantasy lens at, at first, but cause I, so I think Davis is like what three or four in the uh, betting favorite. I, Will's got Micah Parsons. So I think is the number one betting favorite in Vegas. So, um, so maybe mine's a bit of a long shot, but I'm okay with yeah. that. Yeah. I went with uh, Patrick Sertan, the Denver quarter uh, cornerback. He was the second cornerback off the board. Uh, JC Horn going off first, who I think is also a, reasonable pick for this award, but I've seen lots of off season hype for Patrick Sertan. I think I wouldn't be surprised if he's like the CB one there right off the bat of an already elite defense. Yeah. The defense is going to be good. So yeah, we're not a, we're not a defensive minded podcast overly, so we don't need to get too much into it. And like you said, uh, we'll pick uh, Minka Parsons and with the hard knocks hype and just, just really just overall his tape, et cetera, et cetera. He seems he seems legit. So it'll be fun to see what he can do this year. If he can be a big boost to that like team as a whole. I always need him, man. They, they need the boost on defense. So yeah, that's absolutely. the, 
So we'll, we'll find out uh, Thursday night football that we'll get our first, our first look at Micah Parsons. So um, offensive player of the year, this was super interesting because spoiler alert, we all had the same guy at the end of the day. There's some other names here, Jake, but what, what was, what struck me when I looked through this, this show sheet was Kyler Murray is going to come up a lot tonight. And, and we all kind of feel the same way about Kyler Murray. We didn't talk about it before. We've talked about Kyler Murray, obviously, you know, but, but, you know, we, we tend, I think not to focus on the, like the elite elite guys and, and maybe he's not quite there, but we all kind of feel he's, if, if he's not there already, he's going to make that jump this year. Cause I've got him down and you've got him down. Will has him down. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking at the betting favorites right now and Kyler Murray is like, he's pretty far down that list. He's pretty much in the 10 to 15 range. So might not be a bad person to play some bets on. Um, I had him as a reasonable pick for MVP as well, but um, Offensive Player of the Year award, I feel like I don't know if it always goes to the same player as the MVP or if it's kind of like the non-quarterback award where I think Derek Henry won it last year where Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, I believe, were competing for it. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers won it. And then it's like the best offensive player other than the quarterback sometimes get it um i know based on history obviously tons of quarterbacks get it so i can't uh, speak just to that but uh we're still going quarterback and kyler murray and that's just kind of how he's just such an offensive threat overall does that mean that i also think he's going to win mvp like it, it wouldn't surprise me at all so i think uh, my second choice probably would have been derrick henry just going for another 2000 yard season but there's a lot going on with that team and just that's so hard to do for two years in a row so hard to predict yeah and then defensive player of the year where there's there's no consensus on this one you know jake i i think you know i talk about this more in a little bit but i think the cleveland browns are, are going to have a really big season and i think miles garrett is going to be a huge part of that i just think he's going to have a monster year um so i i put down miles garrett as my defensive player of the year um and uh so so who do you who do you got for yours um i i picked tj watt who was absolutely robbed last year of the award in my opinion i don't know what more he could have done to earn it but it's hard when you're competing with like a juggernaut and aaron donald who might be one of the best like defensive players of all time right so aaron donald's only won it three times i would i think i would have expected more and honestly maybe i could be wrong on that but and I wouldn't be surprised if he wins it a, probably a few more times in his career. So he's probably the betting favorite if I had to pick someone else. Again, my, uh, might be a bit of bias in that, but I'm taking TJ Watt there. And he's, he's playing for a contract, so I'm not sure if Steelers are going to have him extended before the season starts. Yeah, I mean, it sounded like they were close to getting a deal done, but, but we'll, we'll see. Um, they're running out of time to get that deal done. Um, so Will's got Jalen Ramsey. Um, so there's another uh, Rams player. And, and I think that that's, um, certainly, um, within the realm of possibility. Um, let, so let's move on to MVP. And you mentioned your stick already. You want to say anything more about Keller Murray? I, I, I like the pick and I, it's more of a, a dark horse pick, because, but I could, cause I could see it. I think he's going to take a, even another leap forward this year. I just think he's going to be a monster uh, in fantasy and it just just a guy that you're going to want to have on your on your team, you know, especially your superflex teams. But it's especially in fantasy, um, just because you run so much, right? But yeah, it's really tough because we're talking at an NFL level here. Um, 
it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Like Arizona's not winning that division in my mind. It's just like way too good. Um, San, Fran- San Francisco, the Rams, Seattle. It is like, a monster they division. Last, right? Like it's if if they finish first, it's almost like a no brainer. He's MVP in my mind, right? But I think he could be. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say history that I'm not sure, but I feel like he might be the first QB in history to go 4,000 yards in the air and 1,000 on the ground or something like, regardless if that's history or not, that'd be fantastic for, for fantasy and be pretty incredible um, on an NFL level. So that's kind of why I am leaning that way. We've had breakouts yeah. each year with Lamar and Josh Allen, et cetera. Right. So I just kind of feel like he's, it's his turn. Yeah, and, and Will and I went for some more established players. Will went with Russell Wilson, his, his guy, Russell Wilson, which, you know, once again, I think the, the narrative there is if the, the Seahawks, if, if they could, you know, win that division and, and he could lead them on a run, which is certainly possible. You know, the, the you know, talk out of Seattle, they're going to open up the offense. He's going to have a big year. So I, I think that's a good call for sure. So definitely a guy that came to my mind. So I went with just a different name, just to just to differentiate myself from you guys. I, and I put Tom Brady because I could totally see, I, I you know, Jake, as we get close to the season, um, and, and we'll see because Br- Brady is the guy's my age, you know, what, four, 44. I mean, at some point he's going to have to fall off the cliff, right? Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's hard to bet against Tom Brady. And, you know, if he has good numbers this year, and it certainly could happen, assuming that, you know, that his players skill position players stay healthy he stays healthy that kind of thing you know that the, he'll win just because the the narrative across the country it's like tom brady's doing it again he's doing the books to the playoffs i i can just kind of see that happening you know just because you know we we love these established stars like tom brady so that's why i put him down hey jake your, your mic's not not picking up i don't think at least not on my end yeah, sorry, I was on mute. Um, I got the dog crying in the background, so I'm trying, <laughs> trying to manage it. Well, um, we both had our listeners can't see it, but we both had pet appearances. I had my new cat Yoshi um, a pop in, and, and you got Noodle there, like just just want some attention from Dad. Yeah, honestly. Um, so where 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 was I? Um, we're talking about Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Um, I've been playing fantasy for the better of like eight years, not too competitive competitively early, uh, compared especially compared to now. But I don't remember a time where Tom Brady was ever like ranked so highly in fantasy, and he's like 43 now, so it's crazy. Like I'm obviously when he had Moss and Prime Gronk and stuff, he was probably ranked pretty highly. But for the past few years, he hasn't been ranked as a top 10 quarterback or really MVP candidate for a while, right? But it just goes to show how good his like surroundings talent is and his situation this year, especially right. He's probably got one of the best lines in football. Probably one of the best wide receiver rooms in football, um, a soup like a deep wide, uh, running back depth chart, uh, and Tom Brady is just so good at reading a defense and picking them apart. Right, so it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if they can stay healthy that Tom Brady's an MVP candidate, especially if it is going to be one of his last remaining years. Let him go out on that kind of note, that kind of narrative. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Yeah, you know, I, I was so thrilled, Jake. I think I told you this in our Voxer chat where um, I, the, the last draft that I did, a redraft league, it, um, you know, local league, um, other other library people in, in, in the Chicago area. And, you know, I, I tend to wait, wait one QB league, I'm waiting on quarterback. 
and, and late in the draft, Tom Brady was still there. And I, I can't tell you how excited I was because I, I didn't, I don't really have Tom Brady anywhere. You know, don't have any dynasty leagues or anything. So I was like, yeah. So I wanted to get a piece of that. Um, yeah. And, you know, the narrative, everyone knows the narrative, you know, another year on the offense, their offense in theory may have gotten better because if, if Antonio Brown, if the reports are true, if he is looking as good as he's looked in the past four years, and his head's on straight with Gio Bernard giving that, you know, uh, that target out of the backfield. I mean, their offense could be, could be better. Right. So yeah, they could, they could roll. I mean, that could be a really good team that Tampa Bay team. If, if, every, if, if they have the same amount of health that they had last year, cause they were very healthy, you know, and, and, you know, usually when teams are healthy, they, they have good records. So can they, they're, you know, they're an older team. So can, in some areas, so can they sustain that health? That'll, that'll be fun to watch. Yeah. And just uh, another year together is, obviously more beneficial, right? Like it was Tom Brady's first year last year in the offense and they won the Super Bowl. So give him a second year. I could only imagine like the rapport he has, et cetera, et cetera. Like, and they did get better. I, I mean, yeah. I remember it was, you know, you might forget, but the bears got off to a decent start somehow. And I think it was week four or five when they, they came to Chicago and obviously it's tough to play soldier field on a, I think it was a Monday night football or Sunday night football and yeah, they just, their offense did not look good. And, and I remember thinking like, yeah, Tampa Bay, man, they may not even make the playoffs and um, you know, they, but they got rolling later in the year. So um, yeah, I think there, there's definitely some truth to that, that they're going to be a, a better offense because they're, they're just going to know each other and, and they've had the extra time, a uh, more normal off season. Uh, let's, let's move on to coach of the year, Jake coach of the year. Who's your coach of the year. I chose a, uh the LA Chargers head coach. I had to look it up. Although I, like, I, I know of him, it just wasn't like right there when I was first thinking of it, but, uh, Brandon Staley, knew, like obviously, uh, who was their last coach last year? Not very good. Um, Anthony Lynn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, um, yeah, who is now the, uh, but a, a massive improvement, uh, this year yeah. in Brandon Staley. Um, I've listened to the podcast with Austin Eckler as a guest. And he mentioned just how much they've emphasized staying healthy and just like uh, minimizing practice reps, like things like that, just how like better health, except like, and LA chargers have just been just had the worst injury luck or just luck in general, like the past few years. So I'm expecting a bounce back in there and just obviously having Justin Herbert's going to help that uh, so much surrounding around him. I, and I'll, I just, I am predicting a jump in, in what we've seen already in him. So it wouldn't surprise me at all to, to see Staley as the coach of the year. Yeah, I love the call. Um, and I think that's one of the the big pieces that they've been missing because Anthony Lynn was a pretty, I think he's a nice guy, but a pretty bad head coach. And they lost so many games close last year, Jake. Remember some of the luck that they, that they had? And maybe some of that was luck, but I think some of that was coaching and yeah, I think they're going to be a better coach team. I think the offensive line is finally, finally going to come together. Um, if they don't have the same injury, um, bad luck that they've had in the past, yeah, the, the the Chargers could be primed for a for a big leap, and it's going to be they're going to be a fun team to watch. Uh, fun fun game week one so to watch the Chargers play the Washington football team. I think it'll be a good matchup. Um, so th- then, um, it, he, uh, mine, I, I put, I put Sean McVay, uh, cause, cause I, I think that the Rams are, um, which we'll talk more about here in a little bit. I, I think they're, they're due for a big year. And I, I think that Matthew Stafford is, is going to be 
a difference maker for, I mean, that defense is going to be great. And I think that offense with Matthew Stafford, not that I think he's an elite NFL quarterback, but I think he's a good one. And I think Jerry Goff was not a good one. And I'm, I'm excited to see what the Rams can do with Stafford um, at the helm. I'm a little bit worried for my Chicago bears week one. Cause I think, I think the Rams are going to roll the bears. You know, I think we're going to see it on primetime football, how good the Rams are going to be this year. So, um, so, so Will has um, Ron Rivera as, as his head coach, which I think, I think is a good pick. I, th- I think Rivera is a good coach and I think he's got that Washington team ready to, ready to roll in NFC East. So, um, yeah, you know, f- uh, ex bear Chicago Bears. So I, I, I was here for Ron Rivera. Yeah. I beat, beat cancer last year. Uh, I think it's a great bet too, with just how good Washington is. And uh, if, if he can get a, like one of, the best year out of Ryan Fitzpatrick of his career obviously says something to even like winning that division is definitely plausible. So I could definitely see Rivera winning it. So Jake, we're almost to our division picks and we'll get into our, like some, some fantasy related calls. Um, but first we got executive of the year, um, which, which I thought was an interesting category to put in the show sheet, but I, but I like it. And, and I, you know, I can't pretend I am intimately familiar with, with all the executives in the NFL, but um Bill Belichick's name came to mind for this because I think what they did and what he's done in New England to really rebuild that team is pretty amazing. And I, and I think that the Patriots, uh, not not to say they're going to necessarily make a run to the Super Bowl or anything, but I, I think they're going to they're going to compete. I think they're gonna, they're going to make the playoffs this year. And I, I think that the moves that they made in the offseason, granted they had more money than anybody. I mean, they got a little bit lucky. The fact that the cap went down and they had all that space that they could sign some of these guys, but still, I mean, what they've done to, to rebuild that roster um, and, and getting Mac Jones. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I think Mac Jones is going to be a, a solid NFL quarterback, maybe, maybe for fantasy. He's not really going to amount to much, but I, I think he, he's going to be a winner in this league. And, um, and the fact that they got him where they did, they didn't have to move and, and they dropped right to him. And maybe that's luck, you know, maybe that's not skill, but, so I'll give it to, to Belichick. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely couldn't personally name all 32 NFL general managers, but I think like if we could easily gauge good predictions here just based on what we think of, like what teams have done in the offseason, right? Um, Bel- Belichick, I think, is a great choice. I'm not sure if he's won it before, even though he's probably been one of the best general managers like in the past decade, if not the best. Um, but this year you're really going to see it, right? Cause just a whole new cast of characters and it's kind of him rebuilding the Patriots for like the first time, especially in a new image with Tom Brady behind where last year was kind of just a lot of players sat out for COVID. Like you said, um, save, like saving that salary cap for this year. And this year we're really going to be able to see uh, if Belichick is smarter than all the other general managers, right? You, you mentioned Mac Jones, the defense is better. His strategy in picking tight ends, he he overpaid some wide receivers. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Um, but I, I completely can see the case for Belichick this year. Um, I went almost the opposite direction in Tampa Bay's general manager, uh, Jason Light. Um, they didn't make any major changes this year. And I actually kind of think that's was the best thing he could have done, right? Like they won the Super Bowl. Why would you change too much from that but keep the band together 
where typically a winner of this award is someone who's kind of made drastic changes um, to help their team. I, I want to guess last year's was Buffalo after kind of the change in the situation for Josh Allen and how much of a jump he was able to make in his year three um, where Tampa Bay right now is almost the opposite pick and just they stayed completely steady, but their team is just so good and they probably improved some depth here and there with like Gio Bernard um, and, and draft picks. Right. So if they can have build on the exact same success they had last year, um, he's, he's my pick. You had, will agree with no didn't agree with you i i got mixed up with your coach of the year pick but he uh he chose the rams exec with the stafford uh, acquisition yeah and i think it's, it's interesting the way the rams build their teams with they just they, they don't care about their draft picks it's like if we can move draft picks for players let's do it and but it seems to work for them i, I mean i uh, we'll, you know we'll we'll get into them here in a second um yeah let, let, shall we just jump into the division winners because i'm eager to talk about these with with you jake these were tough right like it was a uh, it was not a there wasn't really too many divisions that had an easy pick i think will and i uh i, guess, I was gonna say we differed a lot but i guess we had a lot actually the same we differed completely in the afc but it's a it's kind of a crapshoot right like, which is exciting for football and it is, gosh, I, I was trying to find the statistics. I, I was, um, I was listening to Sirius XM radio and they were talking about predictions and they were talking about the, um, you know, like, like, I think everyone knows like the NFC East, there hasn't been a repeat champion for, I don't know, like a decade or something. And then, you know, there's always teams that to make the playoffs or, or usually each year there's a team or two that finished last, that finished first in their division. So, you know, it, it it's, I wasn't, some of my picks may sound contrarian, but part of that was because we're, we're, it's not going to be this exact repeat of last year. You know, we did, we just know that that's how the NFL is not for long and, and teams change. There are always surprises teams. You think are going to be good. They get a couple of key in, key injuries and it sets them back. You know, I mean, look at the, the Packers, for example, I, I, I mean, heaven forbid, you know, Aaron Rodgers gets injured. Um, I think the Packers would still be okay, but, but the, you know, it, it would definitely make the NFC North much more interesting than it looks like on paper right now. Right. So that, that's why this is, this is tough to do because there's just, there's so much that can happen between now and then, but we're going to go based on what we know and assuming, you know, no one gets injured, I guess. So NFC West, Jake, you and Will had the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, we uh, we talked about this already in the show. I think this is probably the toughest division in football. You can make a case for any one of these teams. Uh, for the listeners who don't know, we're talking. We got the Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, and 49ers. Jeez, that's Russell Wilson, Stafford, Kyler Murray, Trey Lance, and maybe just like one of the de- probably the deepest roster in the division. Uh, no gimmies. Yeah, that's a murder's row of teams. It's going to be super fun just to watch them go like battle each other twice a year. Yeah, um, I chose the 49ers simply based on how deep their team is. I think just at each position group, you can go down the go down the roster, and I think there's starters throughout. Uh, we all, we know how injuries can hit teams, and it's it's important to manage that, especially in like COVID years, like, like right now. Um, so this is the division I'm probably least least sure on, but I'm going to go with the 49ers. 
Yeah. You know, I went with the Los Angeles Rams and I actually feel, I, I think it's a brutal division, but I feel pretty strongly about the pick uh, oddly enough, Jake, because I, I mean, assuming health, right. Cause I, I think that the, the big question mark with the Rams might be, I don't, I don't know the depth of their roster. Um, whereas I think some of the other teams in the NFC West, they could maybe sustain some injuries better. Uh, you know, like the, like the 49ers, obviously if they lose, um, Jimmy G, who's our QB one, at least for week one, it seems, you know, I think yeah, they got Trey Lance waiting in the wings where, um, you know, the other teams, in this division don't have that luxury, but, um, particularly not the Rams, but any event, I, I, you know, I think Stafford, as I alluded to earlier, is going to make a huge difference. I think they're just going to, going to roll offensively and defensively. I think the 49ers, I think the, um, the, I, I think, I think they certainly can win the division, but I think, I think the one thing about the 49ers I worry about is, is really their defense. You know, I, I think there's some questions in the secondary. I, I think that someone like Kinlaw, who they drafted a couple of years ago to replace uh, DeForest Buckner, you know, he hasn't necessarily emerged as the as the same guy on the defensive line that that um, Buckner was. So I don't know. I think there are some questions um, with, with the 49ers, but um, but the, but they certainly could win. Any any of these teams could. I mean, obviously with Seattle with Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've got some deficiencies, but you know, when you've got the stud QBs like Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray, th- those guys can, can cover up a lot of your weaknesses. Right. I mean, we, we've seen a team like the Packers do with Aaron Rodgers, you know, with uh, maybe it is on the, the skill position players outside of a couple of guys, but um, he elevates guys like Alan Lazard to be better. So anyway, well, we should probably move on. We'll pick up the pace here. NFC South. This might be the easiest choice coming <laughs> off of the hardest choice. Yeah. This is the all... only one that we're all in agreement upon. And it would be, and they finished second in the division last year, um, second to the New Orleans Saints. I could argue that the Saints made an improvement at quarterback, but I don't think there's uh, any doubt that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win this division. Yeah, I, I mean, in New Orleans, the, the years are already started off really rough for them and, and unfortunate circumstances um, being displaced. Um, um, you know, they're playing their first game in Jacksonville. I, I think maybe week four, they may be back in the Superdome. But, you know, that's that's a tough and maybe that brings the team together. But that's that's a tough way to start the year when you, you, you know, your home game against a really good Green Bay team is on a neutral site in Jacksonville. So um yeah there are a lot of questions about about the saints obviously atlanta their defense is going to be horrible um particularly their secondary and you know <laughs> what what's where you laughing uh, i don't know i'm pretty sure we've mentioned on other pods that we have one family friend in the nfl and he and he's on the secondary of the atlanta falcons <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. just, i completely agree with you but it's just it's just it's funny yeah and then um um, Carolina, I think they're they're an interesting team, but I think they're still a couple of years away. I mean, I think what they're building there is exciting, but yeah, I mean, yeah, could another one of those teams emerge? Sure, but the Buccaneers have to have some serious injury issues. Um, so we can, yeah, I think we can move on. I think the NFC East, Jake, is, is super interesting um, to me, and I, I think it's it's not as competitive as the West, but historically, it's it's you know kind of been up for grabs for anybody and i think this year it's the same um you and will went with the washington football team and i and i thought about it and i'll tell you why i didn't go with them in a second but um i, I like the pick and i and i i'm cheering for them to win the division honestly so this is a this is a really tough one i didn't i didn't want to pick washington but they are probably 
my criteria for the first one with the 49ers. I thought they were the deepest. I want to say Washington has probably easily the best defense out of this division. You got the Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles as well. And they probably, all their worst parts of their team is probably defense. Um, I think the Eagles have a really good shot. Um, that's probably the, uh, might surprise people, but I just think Jalen Hurst has a real good chance of being the real deal. Um, and I think their team is better than people expect. Like Goddard and Ertz aren't bad. Uh, you got Devonta Smith, who could be like a budding superstar. Jalen Rager, who a lot of people had high hopes for. Quez Watkins, who seems to be a starter out of uh, training camp. So, and Miles Sanders, K- Kenny Gainwell, like, the team is better than people think. Like people are projecting them to be almost a bottom three team in the league. So I, I expect them to surprise people, but it's, it's a tougher division to predict. And you also got the Cowboys who I can say the same thing with both the Eagles, just how good their offense is. Right. And you got probably the best quarterback in the division and Dak Prescott. So I'm going with Washington and it's based on that defense, but this is another tough division. Better than last year. I like what you said about the Eagles too, because in their offensive line is, I think is the biggest thing there that, um, you know, should in, in on paper, if they're healthy, that's a good offensive line and they're, you know, the defense, I think their defensive line is good. I think they've got some good linebackers now. Um, there may be some questions in the secondary, but it's, you know, I think it'll be, you know, okay. So yeah, I know I, I, yeah, I put the Dallas Cowboys as, as my winner of the NFC East. Um, and I, I do think that obviously there's serious questions about their defense, but I think at the end of the day, when I look at the quarterbacks in the division, I, I think Dak stands out. And, and I think, you know, Dak alone could, um, you know, w- win the Cowboys enough, enough games to, to have them win the division. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, so I just kind of, uh, I don't think it's so contrarian, but I, any, honestly, any of these teams can win it. Even the giants who probably will be a pretty bad team. Their, their defense could be halfway decent. You know, with Saquon Barkley, maybe Daniel Jones takes a step. You know, I, I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility. I, I mean, I wouldn't put money on it, but yeah, it'll be fun to watch the NFC East. Always is. Um, and of course, we'll see a lot of their games on primetime because the networks love the, you know, the Giants in primetime, the Cowboys in primetime, you know, for better or worse. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see these teams play a lot, Jake. <laughs> yeah, I expect them to be much improved from last year, too, where we had a below 500 record team making the playoffs last year. Now we get to the NFC North. Um, yeah, so I do, I do not have the, the Bears um, as my number one. In, in fact... You don't have the Packers I'll, either. Uh, yeah, I don't have the Packers either. But, but sp- let's go from the bottom to the top. I want to say okay. that I think Detroit is going to be um, a, a bad team. Um, but it would not shock me if... Oh, my gosh, my cat is... I may have to... This is crazy. Live on the air, my cat is doing something crazy. My have to go stop. Um, okay, crisis averted. Sorry about that. Um, the so the Lions should be bad, but the, it wouldn't shock me if the Bears were um, finished last in the division. Um, I'm, I'm really, yeah, no, it wouldn't really because I think their defense is going to take a step back. Um, you know, I, I think they've got a. A good defensive line that they're, you know, linebacking core is okay with uh, led by Roquan Smith. I mean, they've got some playmakers, Eddie Jackson, in the secondary, but the, I think their secondary has got some serious issues. So I, I think they've got holes on defense and, you know, um, 
I I mean, it depends on Justin Fields. I guess it depends on when they get Justin Fields going because he'll he'll keep them in games. But he could still be really good, Jake. I think he's going to be really good and put up some big numbers. The Bears could still struggle, you know, if, if that defense is is bad. I, I'm really worried about their defense. I'm really worried, worried about their offensive line. So I just want to throw that out, that out there. I'm, just, I'm being realistic about the, the Bears this year. I'd, I'd be shocked if they were um, competitive. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. Maybe, maybe they'll finish above Detroit, but – I'd, I'd be pretty surprised if they made the playoffs. I mean, is it possible Justin Fields? Absolutely. I mean, you know, great quarterbacks can elevate their teams. D- just maybe not his rookie year. I think he'll put up big gun numbers and look good, but they're probably a year away from the playoffs at least. You're being a pessimistic fan, and I know exactly what that feels like as a Steeler fan. But yeah, like I, you got you got Justin Fields. We talked about him for offensive rookie of the year, and if he does get a shot early, and I fully expect him because. Like Nagy's playing for the job, right? Like you're, you have oh a yeah, locker room, you have a locker room filled with of grown men. I don't think you can convince them for a losing season that Justin Fields doesn't deserve to be on the field, right? So yeah, if Justin Fields is on the field, it would be crazy to me if they are worse than the Lions, just because how invaluable the quarterback position is, right? So if he got injured or something, abs- like absolutely anything can happen. Um, but. I just expect so much out of Justin Fields, so that would surprise me. I, uh, they finished barely ahead of the Vikings last year, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they nudged them out again this year. Yeah. Um, I chose the obvious favor in the Packers, willed it as well. Um, I don't think there's too much to say about that, just given like the quality of the division there, too. Yeah, I, I put the Vikings, and it's a little bit contrarian, and I, I'm kind of going again. I'm just kind of like I said, but when we preface this, that you're, you're not going to have this carbon copy repeat of the past. So obviously, the Packers um, won won the North last year. So I, I could see Green Bay getting off to a slow start, um, especially with some of their offensive line issues they're going to have early. Um, I, obviously, the Packers are a good team. They're certainly going to make the playoffs. I, I think the Vikings are going to be really good as well. I, I think it's going to be pretty competitive between the Packers and the Vikings this year. It's, that's my prediction. I think the Vikings defense is going to be um, better. Um, Daniel Hunter is, is going to be back on that, on that defensive line. I, I think they've really shored up their defense, and um, the, the defense is going to be healthy. Their offense is going to be solid. Uh, so I, I think the Vikings are going to be – uh, a sneaky good team. Maybe they don't end up winning the division, but I think the Vikings are at the very least going to compete for a playoff spot. Uh, one thing that really worries me about the Vikings, and it might not be like, and it sh- maybe it shouldn't be any worry at all, but the fact that Kirk Cousins is unvaccinated just like it makes me a little uneasy. Like you just had Cam Newton released from the like, and I have to assume I had to ha- have a pretty major play. You have guys come like front office is coming out and pretty much outright saying that this is like a major thing that they're concerned about. Um, I'm not, not, not necessarily just him potentially missing games, uh, like knocking out the entire quarterback room, like et cetera, et cetera. But I also kind of believe in Kellen Mond, right? So obviously Kirk Cousins has like a ginormous contract and I'm not saying that I expect him like out the door anytime soon, but I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota is like, still thinking about the future right might be wanting to see what they have in a guy like Kellen Mond so like it wouldn't shock me at all to, if he saw the field in 2021 so it, for that to happen you know I, they, they're not beating the Packers right so like you said it's a contrarian pick and hey things can easily go right for them and it can happen so that would be crazy for Rodgers last year it would definitely be his last year with the Packers if that was the case 
Yeah, and we'll see. Like I said, I, you know, even if even if the Packers get to it, maybe this is me as uh, you know as a Bears fan hoping the Packers get up to a slow start. But um, I mean, I still think the Packers will make the playoffs and, and, and make a run. It would, you know, it might motivate them more if if they did slip up early in the year and they were a wild card team. So you're not going to want to face the Packers uh, in that scenario. All right, let's get the AFC. AFC is is interesting. Um, some some real fun teams we're going to talk about. We did not have any consensus. You and Will were, were pretty much spot on in the NFC, but AFC were all kind of all over the board, which makes it fun to talk about. So AFC West, we start in the West. Um, I've got the Chiefs. Will has the Chiefs. I don't think we need to talk too much about them. It's obvious why we have the Chiefs. But uh, And Jake, you, you alluded to this. You've got the Chargers. And I, I think you've got a pretty good case you can make about the Chargers too. I, I think it's a, it's a fun pick. Yeah, the case almost starts and ends with a gentleman named Justin Herbert. Uh, I think that, like I said before, the team's luck is waiting to turn. The team is filled with like superstars. You got Austin Eckler, uh, Derwin James. I feel like I'm missing another stud on defense. Oh, uh, Joey Bosa. That was who is who's that guy, right? But yeah, they're a they're a stacked team, and I feel like they're finally getting. Uh, good coaching staff in the building and the correct culture in the building for winning. So I agree that beating the chiefs is, is not easy, but I also think the chiefs might be in the, might be hurting a little bit where the, their line hurts them the most in the super bowl. And that's what they pretty much spent the off season trying to improve, but they have a pretty glaring hole to me uh, at wide receiver too. Like obviously they have Travis Kelsey. So not necessarily their second weapon on offense because you got Hill and Kelsey for that. But outside, outside of those two, like other Clyde Edwards, Solera running back, but Demarcus Robinson, Pringle, like uh, Nicole Harmon, these guys are nothing, right? So I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's their first round pick next year is addressing that need. And I wouldn't be surprised if they get any injuries, if that's going to hurt them this year. So there's only Mahomes, there's only so much Mahomes can do, right? He's hitting his wide receivers in the, in the, helmet with passes and they're not catching it so i think he's gonna do everything man he can play both ways they can see about the defense they need to come on um did you hear about mccall hardman if you didn't hear limited with oblique injury so that's already starting to happen um (laughs) um but yeah i i I think the other thing argument against the chiefs too is how is the offensive line gonna mesh together obviously we saw in the super bowl that um, you know, they had some issues and, you know, we, we can say that they fixed it and they look, they look in the preseason, but let's see what happens when these games actually start. So I, the chiefs definitely are not bulletproof as we saw in the super bowl. Um, and, and the chargers are definitely coming for them. So it, it'll, it'll be fun. And I, the other thing about the AFC West, I, I, mean, I don't have a lot of hope that the Raiders are going to be great. I mean, I think they've improved their defense a little bit, but maybe they'll upset somebody at home, but, uh, um, Denver with their defense, um, you know, you could win some games. There'll be tough games. I mean, that defense is going to be, I think it's going to be elite. Offense Uh, is pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah. In theory. I mean, I mean, you know, if Teddy B can, can just be, you know, average with, with the, and what the weapons he has, why couldn't he be, um, you know, their offense is middle of the road and NFL with the defense that you never know. I mean, it's not, I mean, I don't, I think the Denver Broncos probably have a losing record at the end of the day, but that's one of those teams that it would not shock me if they had kind of like the season the bears had, you know, a couple of years ago um, when they, you know, surprise everybody. And then they, you know, went to the playoffs and lost to the Eagles with the double joint game, you know, that season for the bears, that could be the Broncos this year. They could have that that same type of season. It's, I think that's within the, 
um, you know, range of outcomes for them. So just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, I've, uh, I've said it before with the Broncos that their team is, is so is so good around the quarterback position that with an average quarterback, I think they're a playoff team. And if you put a superstar quarterback in there, they're immediately a Super Bowl contender, right? So it wouldn't shock me at all if Teddy Bridgewater puts up above average numbers in that team and they can slip, slip into a wild, wild card spot. Yeah, and their their season's pretty soft. The first three games, are, I think, are very winnable. Um, so they could they could start about the gate fast, be three and zero. So, so we'll see what happens with them. Um, the AFC South, Jake. You know, I, I looked at this and I wasn't too excited about picking any of these teams. Um, I think there are two clearly that you have to consider above the rest, and and that's what we did with the Titans and Colts. But um, I, I I don't love the AFC South. But, um, in general. Um, but you, you and I have the Titans and Will has the, the Colts. Now I could make a case for Trevor Lawrence uh, making a miracle run with Jacksonville in his first year, just based on him being like that generational talent, what we've seen with in his, what he did in college right? So, and they've, they made a, they've made a decent amount of improvements in the off season. Like they've changed that team a lot. Um, but they've also made lots of questionable decisions under urban Meyer so far. So, they could go two ways, but I completely agree that the top two contenders got the Titans and the Colts and the Houston Texans are probably the favorite to be the last place team. I honestly, I don't see them winning a single game this year. I don't know if you would uh, take the over on a zero game on a win this season. I, I probably would just because it usually happens. They'll run into a team that's pretty bad. that's injured and you know, they'll, they'll, yeah, the, they'll pull one out. I, I think if, if I had a bet on it, I, w- I would take the, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say three games, but I, I think they'll win one game at least. When, each week, I don't see you would ever bet on like right now. I could easily see betting Houston, like they'll win one game one week, but every week, like you're betting against them. Like there's no chance that. What, what about week one? I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I think that Jacksonville will win, but Rookie quarterback, you know, the it's not like the Jaguars oh, defense is actually, you know, like fearsome. I mean, they, they uh, in fact, they, they traded away some players. So Houston needs Cam Newton for any miracle type wins in my mind. Like, I feel like maybe a guy like Cam could pull that off, but a Tyrod Taylor, uh, d- uh David Mills, yeah. anything is possible. I don't the, see those. The, yeah, the, it's Nick, Fole, like NFL, Nick Foles so. beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. Okay, anything is yeah. possible. <laughs> the same Big D Nick, of course he did. <laughs> uh, it was all downhill from there after that game. So uh, you chose the Titans. I chose the Titans. Will chose the Colts. Um, Colts have like just an amazing coaching staff in my mind with Frank Reich. You're, he's expecting a bench bounce back with Carson Wentz. I have to assume, like if they're winning the division, there has to be a bounce back from Carson Wentz. But that team is pretty good, right? And if you put a a good Carson Wentz in there, that team is like probably going to win the division. But if you put Carson Wentz up last year in there, I think it's, you're probably handing it to the Titans, right? And that, that is the question, right? Um, it, it all hinges on how good Carson Wentz is. Um, and, and we just, we just don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's going to be, that, that's one of the, the most intriguing storylines I think of this season. Um, yeah. And the Titans, otherwise I think the Titans, their, their defense will, will just be good enough. I mean, I think they should have a, obviously their offenses will be very interesting with the, with the weapons with the addition of Julio Jones. So um, yeah, it'll, it'll be fun to watch those two teams battle it out and it may, and maybe the Jags can, can, you know, make some noise and make things interesting. I'd love to see that. Um, AFC East. 
Um, th- this one is fun. So oddly enough, only one of us has the Buffalo Bills, Jake, and that's you. That's actually uh, pretty odd because you got to think they're the clear-cut favorite. Uh, well, at least I would think that. But I, I think they are. Good. They are the clear-cut favorite. Yeah. No question about that. It is a tough division, though. You got Miami, who's uh, up and coming. They're doing the right things on a front office, like other than that uh, Jalen Waddle pick. The Patriots—they've <laughs> made a huge, lots of changes this offseason. You expect to bounce back from Bill Belichick and the boys, and even the Jets, like whole new regime, Zach Wilson, like. Uh, they're going to be a lot funner to watch. Like I really, I think it kind of hinges on Tua a little bit, just uh, how good he can be. If it's going to be two of last year or college Tua that we hope for the, the, you know, new England, Miami week one, that that's going to be an interesting game. Really interesting game to see how Tua plays against a a really stout new England defense. I think they'll be stout. How does Mac Jones? um, What's that? Who do I got in that game? Yeah. Who are you picking? Oh, Patriots. Put you on the spot. Yeah, me too, right? Because uh, I feel like Bill has had so much time to prepare, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll see. That'll be. I think that'll be a really good game. That'll be fun. And my, you know, Miami. I think it's in New England, uh, Week One, um, not, not Miami. Um, but you know, the the, the Dolphins play played the Pats tough, especially when they go down to Miami. But um, the Miami miracle. Yeah. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see. But. Um, anyway, uh, you know, I, yeah, I put the, the Patriots down to win the division and, and will did as well. And I think the thinking is once again, we, we don't see a re you know, always repeats of last year. I, I think the bills are certainly the, the favorites and, and I expect them to win the division, uh, um, on some levels, but I also think that the Patriots are going to be, as, as I talked about, um, a pretty good team. I think their defense will be extremely solid. And I think Mac Jones will be, you know, j- just good enough to, um, you know, move the ball and, and have them score enough points. And I think it's going to be one of those um, kind of like old school Bill Belichick teams, you know, early on in new England where they, uh, you know, their, their defense, you know, carried, carried the day and, and it was really, really tough and it, it'll be fun. I, th- I think it's going to be a fun, fun, uh, fun, fun to watch. I think all those teams will be fun. Like you said, even the jets with, um, with, with, with Zach Wilson and Elijah Moore, that they'll be fun too. So I'm doing a little re- reading between the lines. I, I'm kind of getting the feeling. Uh, you think Josh Allen's a bit of a bum. You're, you're thinking that he's a he's he's a bust. You saw we saw his best year. He's going he's going to regress back to year one and two. Josh Allen. Oh man, he's I... exactly what I predicted as a draft prospect. <laughs> the Joes hate Josh Allen. This is pretty much what everyone has uh, got by now, right? I. I... I guess. I mean, I, I guess Jake deep down inside, there's part of me that does worry about that with Josh Allen. It's like, are we going to, you know, we're going we, we gonna to see the bad Josh Allen again, which I know is silly, but um, I guess it's, maybe deep down inside, I do feel that way. Um, but it is going to be a fun division. I'll get yeah. it. I'm just, I'm just messing around. J- Josh Allen pretty much single-handedly won one of my leagues for me. So I, sh- I should love him. Uh, Foot Clan Dynasty League. So I'll, I'll always have a Special place in my heart for Josh Allen uh, of, of 2020, no matter what happens the rest of his career. Um, uh, okay. Um, finally, and then we'll get into some more Super Bowl predictions and we'll quickly go through some of our fantasy takes because we're the sh- launch show as we, as we, okay, yeah, we're, we're getting there. But this but, is the last offseason pod, right? So let's get it all it. on the table. Let's get it all on the table. Yeah, we'll, we'll go quick. We, I don't think we need to go on and on about fantasy stuff, but we'll quickly throw out some picks yeah. and give. But first, we're not done. AFC North. I think this is a fun one. Uh, obviously, yeah, this, because... is, this is another one of the toughest ones, probably. I mean, starting from the bottom, I think it's got to be Cincinnati. Although, 
I, I wouldn't be super, super shocked if they somehow made a leap or made a playoff run with Joe Burrow and that offense. I, I, I think at the end of the day, their defense is going to be bad. I think in particular, their secondary is, is not going to be very good. Um, uh, but they've got some interesting guys that, that could, you know, elevate their defense. They're starting to get some talent on that, that end of the ball. But um, so Cincinnati for me is the, the bottom. I, I think your Steelers, um, I, I, they certainly could win the division, although I, I fear that there's some weaknesses on that Steelers team. Um, and then for me, it came down to the Browns and the Ravens at the end of the day. And I went with the Cleveland Browns, as did you, Jake. Um, yeah, so, if you've been, if you, sorry. <laughs> if no, you've been listening to the pod, you know that I've, uh, I love the Browns. I, like, I love what they've been building to. Yeah, I expect a, a big year out of them this year. But it, this is a tough, tough division. You had three teams making the playoffs last year, and I kind of expect it again, especially if we can have a healthy Big Ben. The Pittsburgh Steelers defense, I think, is almost just as good as last year. They obviously some notable losses, um, Bud Dupree being one of them. And like the Ravens and Browns are just are that good, right? Like it's it's not going to be easy. So I chose the Browns just pretty much just how how much how highly I think of them, especially for this year. Um, and then you had Will taking the Ravens. Which yeah. makes a lot of sense, right? Like they were a yeah. top contender. They're a top contender every single year. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, two really good football teams, and and I would not surprise me if either one of those teams won. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Steelers won, Jake. Yeah. I mean, because because their defense should be very solid. They got um, Joe Schobert, you know, traded for him, so they you know solidified their linebacking core. So yeah, maybe they, Ingram too. Yeah, I mean, so that defense I, I think will be good. And even even if Ben is is you know I. I, I think maybe he's more recovered. I think he has a better year than last year, but even if he's, you know, about like last year, maybe that limits how far they can go, but I, you know, their offense will, they've, they've got too many playmakers in that offense for, to not, not be at least halfway decent. And, and Harris is going to make a huge difference for them. Um, uh, honestly. So, yeah, I, I mean, they could certainly win the NFC, AFC North as well. I think, I think it's within their, their range of outcomes, but um, so there's are always tough, well, very well coached team. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So we'll get to our probably the toughest question on the entire show sheet. Super, Super Bowl predictions. Predictions. Who should we go? Well, let's do Will's first. Yeah, let's, let's get Will's out of the way. So Will Will, shows, uh, oh, sorry. Ravens no, first Niners. Ravens Niners. Um, I, I think it's and then, by the way, I think all of these you know Super Bowls we're predicting, I think they they all could happen. I don't think it, I don't think any of us are like whoa, we're way outside of the lines here. Um, you know, we don't have like the Texans versus um, the Lions or anything like crazy like that. So, yeah, I don't know what, what more to say. That would be a rematch of, um, you know, Colin Kaepernick versus Joe, yeah, Joe Flacco. How many years ago? You know, where they where the they, they lost the, the lights <laughs> in the game. Uh, well, this is like what? It's like a decade ago now at this point, right? Yeah, uh, had to be. Yeah. But anyway, so I, I think that's a fun call. With uh, Lamar as his Super Bowl MVP, which probably he has to be if yeah. if that's the case. So he's probably he's predicting a Ravens victory. You'd have to assume. Yeah, you you want to go next, or you want me to go next? I'll go. I can go next. Um, th- like I said, this was incredibly tough. I think I have three teams in the NFC and AFC that I think are like top top contenders for me. Yeah, um, I chose the Chargers, going off of like what I said, just. The luck has is stopping here. This is their year. First, the Packers, the last dance. And I think uh, regardless of getting to the Super Bowl, I hope this is the last year with the Packers, and we'll see like major changes regardless. 
my Super Bowl MVP I chose Aaron Rodgers because just yeah. amazing. Imagine how epic this would be. Him winning, like him doing exactly what he said he's going to do. He's po- him and Devontae Adams are posting that pick. Uh, Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen. He's got one goal and then he's out of there. I think yeah. I, he's good enough to do it, right? So, oh, for I, sure. Yeah. I, I do want to mention that last year I, uh, I did get this, I did get it right. I predicted uh, Tampa Bay versus the Chiefs. I think I like that's probably written somewhere. And I did uh, predict Tampa Bay to win. So it was really tough for me to not pick Tampa Bay this year just because my rationale last year was, why are we doubting Tom Brady? And what's yeah. nothing, nothing has changed, right? So um, I'm going off of how close the Packers were to win last year and just like how that's football, like one play can change a game. So I, no matter how good Tom Brady is, I, this might be the Packers year. So that's where I'm, I'm pushing my chips in and who. Herbert versus Aaron Rodgers would be a hell of a hell of a final game. Yeah, that would that would be a great game. Um, and you know th- that's one thing I don't like about my Super Bowl picks, uh, Jake, is that y- at the end of the day, usually it's the, the the key piece to a Super Bowl winning team is the quarterback. You know, most t- nine times out of ten, right? You, you, the team that wins the Super Bowl has a great quarterback at the home. Not always, but um, happens most of the time. But so I guess I'm predicting a little bit of an outlier because I've got the Cleveland Browns versus the Los Angeles Rams. And I have the Rams winning and Matt Stafford being your Super Bowl MVP just, just by default. Usually the quarterback is, I, and I don't think Matt Stafford is a, is a great NFL quarterback. I think he's solid. Um, I, I think Baker Mayfield may, may show us that he's solid, I, I, but I think, you know, the, the strength of these teams are their defenses. Um, and, and I think they're, I mean, but I think the Rams offense will be, We'll, we'll we'll light it up this year. Um, and, and Cleveland, Vegas thinks Cleveland's offense is going to be prolific as well. So I went with um, with the Rams emerging out of the NFC and, and defeating the Cleveland Browns. So we're all we're all different, which is fun. Yeah, I did. I did want to mention my uh, like those teams that I think have who are clear cut favorites to go. Uh, I think the Bills have a good shot, and the Chiefs as well as the Chargers in the AFC. Chiefs yeah. obviously being the obvious choice. They've pretty much gone every year. I feel like since Mahomes entered the league as their starter, um, the Bucks, like I mentioned, the Packers, I mentioned that I think the 49ers also got a good chance. Um, I think they're built for a deep run and Trey Lance entering like halfway through the year might actually be a benefit, like fresher legs and just his ability is probably going to spark the team, I think. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them also make a run. So those are my top contenders. But I'm locking in Chargers Packers. I heard it here first. All right, I like it. You you sound much more confident in your pick than than I do. I'm not. I'm just trying to sell it. (laughs) All right, let's get to the fantasy stuff, and we'll we'll go through these um, uh, quickly because I I think we can. I don't think we need to 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 linger too much Uh, because some of these names, like you know, we don't need to go on and on about the fantasy tight end one. I mean, I mean, you know, we, we like uh, spoiler, it's Travis Kelsey and you know, we, we, everyone knows why he, why he's mentioned. So, well, let's go quickly, Jake. So fantasy rookie of the year, you and I have the same guy. Yeah. We went Kyle Pitts. We obviously are big Kyle Pitts fans over uh, Will who went Najee Harris. I kind of think Najee Harris is might be the obvious choice just based on just how much workload he's going to get. Like I think he's right. being ranked draft right now as a top five, redraft running back which 
might be crazy as a rookie, but hey, it kind of makes sense just how the Steelers are lined up to use this guy and just how good like his talent might be. Yeah. Uh, but I think we, I can't speak for you, but I think we're going to pitch this because what he's going to do at that position too, right? Like there's going to be, he's going to be a difference maker there and maybe he can be a league winner just based on the value he brings at that, at that starting position. Yeah. And I, I don't think that it's bad where Harris is going. Sometimes he in redraft leagues, 12 team league, he'd go into the first sometimes or, you know, early second, if not, if not there, but I, I think, um, you know, I don't know. I kind of feel like people were drafting him at, at his upside where, where he's going. I think that's a lot to pay for um, a, a rookie um, running back. I mean, it, it can pay off for you sometimes. I mean, sometimes you know, like, like Zeke's first year, you drafted him early, it paid off for you. But then other years you got the Clyde Edwards Hilaire that you're excited about and then they don't pan out. So, um, but I think Pitt and Pitts could be that way. Sure. But I just think once again, we've talked about it a lot on the show, you can go back and listen just he he checks off boxes other guys haven't checked off for for rookie tight ends in terms of his athleticism his ability the, his production in college um his situation i think is pretty great too which i think it's gets overlooked in atlanta i mean he's going to be i think a 1b to uh calvin early's 1a so anyway we're excited about him fantasy rookie of the year third round or later so more of a more of a sleeper for the rookie in the rookie drafts i feel right. like there are lots of options here I, i'm just going to I'll leak Will's pick. He put, he chose Amon Ra, which mm-hmm. I feel is a solid pick because oh, he's almost sure. walking. He's walking into a starting role in that team. I don't think the offense is going to be very good, but if he comes out as the wide receiver one there, as Goff's like number one target, he's he's going to be the probably the top value um, of a third round picker later. I chose Nico Collins. Love his size. Um, only behind Brandon Cooks. Um, I think he's going to start from day one, yep. similar to. Amon Ra, just a bad team, but Cooks has so much concussion history. Um, Houston could get a quarterback upgrade at any minute. Just like, I don't know if Deshaun Watson's going to get traded. Maybe like Tua or someone enters the building. Uh, maybe Cam Newton. Like, regardless, I kind of just believe in the talent of Nico Collins. Um, I'm going to run through some guys and I'll, I'll, I won't mention your guy. I'll leave the finale for you, um, who also have a shot at this award. Ramadre Stevenson, I think, could easily beat out who could beat out Damian Harris, like almost from day one. Yeah. Um, I expect yeah. Damian Harris to be the workhorse, but and, and and even if he doesn't, Jake, he could be the goal line back. I mean, just by yeah, default, like he maybe he gets you know five to ten carries a game, but he's getting all the goal line looks. So yeah, yeah I I think that's a great name to mention. We just we just don't know any better there. Um, yeah. Gainwell, I think it's a good guy to keep an eye out because I think there are some question marks with Miles Sanders, even though we do love his potential opportunity. Um, Kenny Gamo just might be like he has the potential to be more talented. He started above Antonio Gibson in college, and he's just he's just looking camp from my understanding. Um, Kellen Mond, I already talked about. I think there could be some issues in Paradise in Minnesota, and I think Kellen Mond could could see some playing time there. And if he's anything like a Dak Prescott light, he's going to be he's he's going to be a, D, a fantasy gem for sure. Um, Diami Brown. Similar to Nico Collins, he's already he's going to be the wide receiver three there, going to be a better offense, and he's one injury away from being like an absolute stud there, um, especially at value. And I'm going to toss in Kadarius Tony because he's probably fallen to the third round at this point in the offseason, and he was a first-round pick. So if he gets involved early, he could easily outperform that kind of ADP. And last guy for you, 
Joshy Palmy, Josh Palmer. And, and some of this is, you know, like kind of um, predicting, you know, Mike Williams to miss some time, get injured, um, which I, which I hate to do, but I, but I think if that happens, Josh Palmer is going to be the you know wide receiver too. And that, that, that offense. And we, we, we already talked about the chargers and the leap forward. So I, I just think things bode well for Josh Palmer. So I'm, I'm very excited about him. Um, other than some leagues I'm in with you and Will and some of our Patreon listeners, I pretty much have them every, every other league, <laughs> you know. So I'm, I, I hope I hope that is is the case. Um, and a guy you can acquire cheap if if you know still. So I think he's a guy to you know you can get him really quick before the season starts. Um, he, he might just take off. But those are all great names. I mean, yeah, that's one of the reasons that we're so excited about this rookie class, and especially these rookie wide receivers. I mean, there's so, it's it's so deep, and and a lot of these guys can emerge. I mean, granted, not all of them will, but but some of these guys will hit. Yeah, I would actually, I think that's actionable advice. I think you, people should be sending out offers before week one, before we get an opportunity to see these guys or before that injury happens where we see like a giant boost in value, right? Like if you can get these guys for a third round pick or, or close because they're barely making so much roster, like that is a fantastic stash in my mind. Absolutely. For sure. Fantasy um, MVP. All right. So Will, I think, and I weren't sure what to go with if we went value-wise or just kind of overall. So um, value-wise, Will went with Gus Edwards, which I think is is a good call because I, I do think Gus Edwards is just, just you know, I think he's talented enough in that offense. He's going to put up some good numbers. Um, and then he, Will went with Dalvin Cook. So um, for, for I, Jake, I, I want you to go last because I love your call. Um, and, and I've been thinking uh, about this guy a lot for, for this category. And, and the guy that in redraft leagues just was criminally undervalued, uh, in my opinion. Um, I, I, overall, I, I went, it was boring. I went with uh, CMC. I just, I just think he's going to once again put up monster numbers. I think, uh, um, uh, you know, free tip for your DFS cash lineups. Never a bad idea to plug CMC in there because even though he's ungodly expensive and in, in DFS, usually there's a reason for it. He pays off for you. Um, I went with your your guy, uh, Jake Javante Williams in, in Denver because I, I think that he's quickly going to merge as the number one running back. They're going to want to run the ball a lot in Denver. We talked about how we think their offense is going to be good enough. Their defense will be good. So I think he's going to be a real key guy and, and, and have some great weeks. So I think value wise, uh, Javante Williams is, is my fantasy MVP. Yeah. Especially if he comes on like later in the season, that's when you're going to need him the most for fantasy championships. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him as a potential league winner, especially with like Teddy, uh, Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback, right. He should be dumping it off to Javante Williams. Just, I, I expect him to get used like crazy. Melvin Gordon there doesn't scare me too, too much. And if anything, he could take all the early usage, like you said. Yeah. Um, and to speak to Gus Edwards, I think a lot of people are expecting either uh, Tyson Williams to come up and be like a 1B there or Lev Bell just got signed or whoever else comes in. But I do kind of, because just based on how Baltimore uses committees, but I do kind of think that there's going to be a talent gap there and Gus Edwards is going to be the 1A and whoever else might be like the 1C and like the other guy might be the 1D. Like I do kind of expect there, them to kind of have to lean on Gus Edwards, especially if they're like, they're in a tough division. They're going to be battling games. They're not going to want to put like a lesser guy out there. Um, that might go to me just not knowing who like these guys are in Tyson, in Tyson Williams or how, how much juice Lev Bell has left, but I think it's a good, uh, good bet value wise there. 
Yeah, and you got to remember with, and I think Taysom Williams, like you pick him up and you're, if, if he's still, I mean, he's been picked up in all dynasty leagues that are worth their salt anyway. But um, if he's still out there and you pick him up, great. You know, pick him up, fine. In redraft league, you can put him on the end of your bench. I don't think it's a, that's a bad call, but you do have to put it in perspective. This guy was undrafted. He played for three colleges. Um, you know, so it's not like, uh, like I question how talented he really is. I know they, I know he got good reports and I, I wish him the best and maybe he's super talented and maybe he's going to be awesome, but let, yeah, let's kind of pump the brakes. I think you're right. Clearly Gus Edwards is the, you know, easily the, the running back one there in Baltimore and the offense is going to run the ball a lot. So anyway, and, uh, we've been saving it, but my fantasy MVP is none other than Deandre Swift. He's been going in like the third, fourth round of rookie drafts. I almost want to say like majority fourth round at the moment. And I think he is just a cheaper version of Alvin Kamara. Like I don't see too much differences there in their offenses and even the talent level. I know we haven't like seen it too much of DeAndre Swift, mainly because he was a rookie. Um, but I think we're going to see it uh, when I wish I could remember the guy's name, uh, the Detroit Lions coach. When he came in, he kind of hinted at it that he kind of expected a DeAndre Swift Swift work yeah. uh, Alvin Kamara workload for yeah. uh, DeAndre Swift, yeah, and then Campbell. it kind of yeah, thank you, thank you, um, and then it kind of got quiet for him pretty much throughout the off season. Um, he, I think, he was dealing with a bit of an injury, and but not playing in the preseason, I don't think it's too bad of a a thing either, right? So I expect incredible usage out of him, and I think he's just going to be a bargain. Alvin Kamara. This is it's going to be obviously more of a call for those PPR leagues too, right? Or even the even half point. But I love me some DeAndre Swift this year and and going forward. Yeah, me too. And yeah, I, I just think he's been a tremendous value. And I think a couple of things happened, Jake. This this off season. I think the Anthony Lynn comments about Jamal Williams and the role he's going to have in that offense. I think I think Jamal Williams has scared way too many people off of. Swift for whatever reason, which I think is a little bit ridiculous because, you know, Williams is a, is an okay player, but, um, and he's a, like an all around solid back, but he's, he's doesn't have the talent that Swift has. The, um, yeah, I I'm, I'm with you and, and, you know, 13, just 13 games last year, you know, rushed, rushed for, um, you know, not, not tremendous 500 yards, but eight rushing touchdowns in a bad Detroit offense. And then he caught 46 balls, for 357 yards, another two touchdowns. So like last year on 13 games, he had 10 touchdowns and a really crappy offense. I mean, if you saw him on tape, he, he, he looks so good. I mean, he was, there was a reason that so many people had him as their number one running back in, in, in that really exciting running back class. So um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I love Swift. Um, I, w- I was uh, really amazed where he was going, um, you know, behind guys like David Montgomery and, um, uh, Daryl Henderson in some leagues, like some of these guys, it's like, you know what, you don't, you wouldn't rather have swift because I think his floor is solid. I think his upside is tremendous. You're right. He, he is a fantasy MVP. I, I love the call. Um, I love it. Just, I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. So let, let's, let's go quickly. Um, uh, Kind of the last award that we got going on. Yeah. We, we, do you want to go through the fantasy QB one, RB ones, wide receiver ones? I think there are kind of obvious names. Can we can we skip that and just get to the dynasty riser of the year? I mean, we can. I think it'll be quick either way, but it's uh, it doesn't matter to me. Well, let's save the risers. Okay. Let's. Well, if if I can tell you one too, let's quickly go through fantasy QB one. All the Joes have the same guy. Oh, uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Yeah. We, fantasy we, RB one. We all, all we, different guys. 
We all, we all love Kyler Murray this year. Um, and, and we're talking about in terms of, uh, are we talking about, we're talking about in terms of finish this year in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. 2021. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, I think I guess that, that could have been more specific. No, that's okay. And I, and I think that Patrick Mahomes will still be your dynasty, you know, QB one. He'll have a great year, but I, yeah, I think we all think Kyler's um, going to have a monster year. He's due for that year. Yeah. Fantasy running back one. We all have different names here. Yeah. You got so, CMC, which is probably the, like the obvious choice. Boring you choice. Got, yeah, that's okay. You got Will going with his uh, fantasy MVP, which is Dalvin Cook. And I'm going with Alvin Kamara, who just, I just expect massive workload. My, like my rationale is uh, like we had a, a, was it a six touch, a six touchdown game or a seven touchdown game? I should have had that like prepared, but I don't see that with NC, CMC's range of outcomes just based on like the talent level there, right? Like DJ Moore, Terrence Marshall, Robbie Anderson, like CMC ain't getting all the touchdowns in the game. And like, it's just not happening. So I do kind of, I just, for some reason lately, I'm just kind of leaning. Like I think Kamara has got that, that secret potential of being that RB one overall for me this year. Oh, he, he definitely does. I mean, I mean, all, all these guys too, they're all, they're all good calls. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that he, yeah, with, with Latavius Murray going away, um, you know, with all due respect to Tony Jones, um, that Ooh. just is a, a, a sign that, uh, <laughs> <ew>. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, no, I'm with you and with, you know, once they went in the job, that's good for AK 41 as well. So, um, fantasy wide receiver one, we both have Adams. I feel yeah. like that's, that it's, might it's, be the it's, obvious it's choice. It's, doing hard, it again. it's hard not to, I, and I tried to be a little bit contrarian and put other names out there, but at the end of the day, in my heart of hearts, I just feel like it's, it's hard for Adams. Cause that, cause that last, last dance narrative, I, I just think he's going to get peppered with targets and yeah. Uh, assuming he stays healthy, he should have a monster year. Will went with do, a, go yeah, ahead. Sorry. I do think like Cobb is going to get uh, plenty of targets just based on the Aaron Rodgers love, and I think Lazard and uh, not very much the MVS, but yeah. I do think the other guys can improve a little bit. But it is it's the Devonte Adams show, one hundred percent. So yeah, there's been some buzz that MVS has improved this year. Like he was one of the stars of their training camp. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Cause exactly. the guy horrible hands, but anyway, and Will had AJ Brown, which probably a bit more, obviously a bit more of a reach than what we have, but we, we, uh, we love AJ Brown in this podcast. Absolutely. And he certainly has a talent to be wide receiver one. Yeah. Um, and then tight in one, we, Jake, you and I didn't go with, uh, with our guy, Kyle Pitts. So that was kind of, I know. All right. But us, yeah. we are talking redraft here. So I feel like the obvious choice, <laughs> I spoke to it with how Casey has very little weapons outside of these two, but Travis Kelsey's the easy pick here, but, yeah. but will we had to go with his Iowa boy, George Kittle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Finally, we're going to bring it home here with our dynasty riser, of the year um and i guess we'll go with wills first um this and this guy uh jerry judy wills pick i think it's a it's a good pick solid pick um but man he like the last month or so jake it seems to me like he's really gotten a lot of buzz um uh, i think in the dynasty community but really in the redraft community like he's like the you know it seems like the trendy kind of the trendy pick you know uh, to have a have a good good year so or a great year rather so I, I think it's i think it's a good call it's interesting though and we'll we'll see i i i guess i have some reservations with judy just because i think that there's so many weapons in that denver offense and you know what what's going to happen there but he's certainly talented enough to do it so i like the call i, I, I agree with you there i uh 
I think that he's going to get more of a boost just based on whoever the quarterback is in 2022, um, more so than like his performance in 2021. Yeah. But, but hell, like he's a, he's super talented. And we talked about, we think Teddy Bridgewater is above, above average, right? So wouldn't surprise me at all if he is a wide receiver one before any like quarterback moves happen and almost just in preparation for it. All right. Do you, do you want, do you want to go last or you mean to go last? Um, um, it does, does not matter. I, uh, I'm in love with both these guys. I don't even know. I don't know if you remember, but probably Mark. more than a year ago, you messaged, like we uh, didn't talk nearly as frequently as we do today, but you messaged me regarding why I was just drafting so much of these two guys in rookie drafts last year. And uh, here we are a year later predicting them as like huge risers for this year. So uh like I, uh, I might have, I might have been onto something a little bit. <laughs> I'll let, I'll let you, you have the the big finish. Um, I went with Lavisca Chenault, and, and kind of, I have to, I have to give you, you and Will credit. And I, honestly, when we did that ADP show, and we talked about him, it really got me thinking about um, number one. I, I think he's a very, very talented player, and, and I, I liked him, um, you know, when he came to the league as well. Not as much as you, but, but I, I do think that with his talent. In his situation now, I, I think he could emerge as the w- wide receiver one in Jacksonville and be Trevor Lawrence's, um, you know, n- number one target there. So I, I just think Chenault is, is really interesting. I think he's still a, a pretty affordable guy in Dynasty. Um, so that's one of the reasons I wanted to mention him is that, you know, you might want to grab him while you can because it, it may be really hard to grab him, you know, even after, you know, this, this Sunday. Uh, so I, I and, and a guy I was able to get in a lot of redraft leagues. Like I, I got him basically in all my redraft leagues I had uh, towards Love the end it. because, because it was, he was such a, he was such a glaring value. I got him late too, Jake. I mean, I'd have to go back and look, but I mean, I want to say like, you know, ninth, 10th, 11th round, you know, for whatever reason, people were really off of him in redraft leagues. So, yeah, I hope I haven't been like practicing too much confirmation bias. or I'm just like not too head over the head over heels for Chenault. And maybe it's just a massive blind spot for me, but. I truly think like the world of him, especially like this year, I think Trevor Lawrence is, I think he's going to be the wide receiver one there. I think I wouldn't be surprised if they're building their offense around him. Right. So I think he's kind of the next AJ, AJ Brown and dynasty. I'm, I'm excited to, to see what he can do. Um, I went with a guy who went a little bit later in rookie drafts last year, uh, a gentleman named Brian Edwards. He's getting tons of praise so far in offseason camp. He's got very minimal competition. And just on the field, obviously, Darren Waller is the big threat there. He'll be the big focal point for defenses. Um, you got Henry Ruggs taking the top off. He is labeled as their wide receiver one on depth starts. But um, I think number one cornerback is going to be following Waller, not not uh, Ruggs. And while I think Ruggs is going to get a lot, a lot of targets, I think the true alpha there is going to be Brian Edwards. He's been getting Devonta, Devontae Adams comparisons from his quarterback. He's getting um, Carol Owens comparisons, or I could be getting that wrong um, from his coaching I, staff. I think I, I think you're right. Yeah, that was the the Hall of Famer talent that was he was being compared to. Yeah, um, I, I just think the opportunities there. Um, I thought the talent was there when he was coming in, and I um, not necessarily that I believe in the Raiders, but I I just easily see him as being like one of the top talented talents on the Raiders, and I do think Carr. Um, kind of like a Tannehill light, just not having the right situation around him can support um, good, like can support talent. And I think there's a relationship building there. 
Yeah, I, I like this call a lot because I, I think at the end of the day, um, yeah, obviously Darren Waller is the the primary target, um, you know, re- receiving target in that offense. But um, you know, so, someone else has to emerge, and I think Ruggs is is um, is, is is limited. Um, and, and, but but Brian Edwards is is not. I mean, I think the the knock with Brian Edwards and maybe the reason the reason he slipped was health. Um, and I know he had some health issues last year, but assuming health, I, I think yeah, he's set to have a really good season, and he certainly could could climb high uh, if 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 he's healthy and um, it's gonna, he's going to be fun to watch. And I think you're right about Derek Carr. I mean, not exciting, um, not an exciting fantasy asset, dynasty asset, but he, but he's a decent quarterback. I mean, he's, a, he's probably a better NFL quarterback than he is a fantasy quarterback definitely is. And I, and I think he certainly could, could, um, uh, you know, el- elevate a, a couple of guys beyond Darren Waller to fantasy relevance in 2021. So, all right, Jake, I, th- I think I'm, I think I'm done. I think you're done too. So l- let's end the show. Good luck this week. And unless you're playing one of us in, in, the, in a league, we wish you the best of luck. Enjoy it. Savor it. Football is back everybody. And, and you know, we're, we're going to be coming at you uh, Thursday mornings uh, as we move into the, the season. So, so please, uh, please, please check your podcast feeds on Thursday mornings for the, for the Joes. So, um, we are the Fantasy Joes. You can find us on Twitter at FF Joes. Uh, Jake is at Takes with Jake on Twitter. I am at Riddle Librarian. Will is at Fantasy Joe underscore Will. So um, you can support us on Patreon. Check out the Patreon. We just did a Patreon show. It's great. Uh, you're missing out if you're not a Patreon supporter. You can uh, support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Fantasy Joes. So on behalf of the missing Will Greenwood and Jake Patterson, I am Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes. yourself some Rizka Chenault. Hey, don't say Quadri Allison again. <laughs> no, no, don't get yourself some Quadri Allison. Dr- drop yourself some Quadri Allison. And immediately cut. <laughs> Hopefully you stop listening to the show when we do our uh, little closing there. But maybe pick up, you know, Wayne Gallman or Tony yeah. Jones or you know, those, any of these guys that I might... wish I was more prepared because I feel like there is somebody that I just cannot think of at the moment who would, would be worthy. Oh, a sneaky guy to, to say, to pick up? I, I don't got it. That's fine. <laughs> Tune in next time for Joe, or for Joe's, for the Joe's sneaky pickup of the week. There you go. All right. We'll see you. Good luck this week, everybody.